0: It is my honor to introduce to you our guest speaker for this morning. Um, As many of you know, we began about years ago. It's been an integral part of that for many years, helping provide Christmas presents for the kids out there, Easter, and other um, things that we did out there. Had multiple mission teams come. Our heart was to plant a church out there, but we soon realized that if we did not live there, that that was not ever going to happen. A mobile home community is a community within itself. It requires someone that they can trust, someone who lives within the boundaries of the mobile home park, and God answered our prayer after many years, Jamie and Wendy Rowe And their children, uh, Morgan and Caleb, came uh, one year ago Uh this month and began work out at Mobile Home Park, and um, we were so excited to see them come. We weren't real sure how that was going to work out. Mobile Home Park ministry is very difficult, but they began to knock on doors and they began to share the witness and saw an amazing change in the community. And we're excited this morning to get to have Jamie Rowe come and share with us what God is doing through their ministry. And I'd like to introduce to you Jamie and then I'd like to pray for you before you preach. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. We thank you for Jamie and Wendy and their family who gave up good jobs, a really nice home, and to come here to a place that they didn't even know much about. They just felt the call to come and share God's word. And we pray this morning that as Jamie shares his heart, that the Holy Spirit would speak through him in a mighty way, that He'd open our hearts and minds to hear, that You might be glorified. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Brother David. <clears throat> um, we do have some slideshows, uh, so it just went whenever I tell you when. So this is our lo- logo. It kind of fits us. Am I really loud? My daughter shaking my head, yes. Of course, she always thinks I'm loud. So, <laughs> um, so this is our lo- logo. Um, it's Faith to Move Mountains. And this is exactly what we did. Because if you remember, um, I'm actually missing part of my side sidekick. She is actually coming home. My wife is coming home from uh, Dallas. Right, right now. So I can't turn to her and say, "Hey, it's your turn now." So, <laughs> uh, so this is our logo. So next slide, please. This is my f- f- family. Uh, we got me and Wendy, Morgan, Caleb. Caleb is on the y'all's right, your far right, and and Andrew. Who uh, lives in Louisiana right now? Caleb uh, joined the Army uh, back in August and he is there now. So, next slide, please. We are the Rose. (laughs) This is Mission in Oakwood. This is a picture that we took uh, right probably uh, October. Uh, We were, Miss Kathy and Mr. David called and said, Are y'all okay? So we are fine. Thank you for calling. So this is our mission field. This is where God's called us to. Uh, next slide, please. Summer projects. We had a team. Let me kind of set the scene for you. Um, we had a team come from Louisiana, our sending church. We did kids camp out there. Uh we painted, ball, uh, painted uh, telephone poles. We had kids camp. We came in and we did, uh, the first half of the day, we did projects throughout the community, painted speed bumps, painted um, basketball goals. The big wall out front, it is now painted. Uh, we And then in the evening, from 4 to 6, 6.30, we did kids camp. Kids camp is better known as y'all's va- vacation Bible school. We averaged probably 20 to 24 kids each day. Uh, had 10 of those kids except Christ. so It was a really awesome deal. So Next slide, please. Summer kickoff party. This was a party that we did when, when COVID kind of Took it down, uh, kind of went down a little bit. We went to Alina, who is the manager out there, and we said that, that hey, we want to do something for the community. And she said, I, I like that idea. This was a time where we were able to sign the kids up for kids kids camp. Gave away door prizes, the, R, the RGBA um, sub- supplied the balance houses we had kids coming everywhere they looked like ants they were everywhere I mean they were so this is part of the summer kickoff party you can tell that we had face painting and we had music and all that so it was a great great time next next slide please that's some more kids. Kids camp. Uh, I don't know who that crazy woman is on the top right. She just keeps showing up. So next slide, please. Some more kids camp. As you can tell, the boy on the far right. Uh, my daughter asked me if I'm gonna cry. Y'all, I'm a crier. I, I promise I am. My my daughter, shut up. My daughter asked me, she she said, are you going to cry? Well, this probably made me cry, sorry. Boy, on the uh, far right, one reading the Bible, he came up to me and he goes, he accepted Christ, and the one thing that we do is we give give him a Bible. And so he looked at me and goes, is this mine? Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say because I will start crying. All right, next slide, please building projects. One of the things that that we did was we had two building projects. We built a ramp for a woman. When she came in there, she had two two-by-fours two that she was going down. I said, let me help you. So as you can tell, we were able to build her a ramp. Next woman, that is inside of a the bathroom. Her floor was literally given away. We went in there, we restructured it. I mean, it took pretty much all week. Next slide, please. Some more of the paintings that we've done. As you can tell, the guys are really hard at work. Next slide, please. Recent projects. Uh, thanks to Kathy and David and some more of Mesa Christian Fellowship, we were able to stuff backpacks. We were able to hand out forty-five backpacks and still had more. What we did was we stuffed the backpacks for all the kids that uh, that that went to to the schools and. What that did was it opened up an opportunity for us to go to the different houses, introduce ourselves, hey, I'm Jamie Rowe, I'm a minister of the gospel, this is my wife, this is my daughter, this is my son. Do you have any needs that I can help you with? See, that's how we fit, figured out that reaching these people was we were meeting the needs of the people first, then we were able to, to minister to them. Next slide, please. Welcome bags. This is something that that we are doing now. Uh, Nate Templin actually mentioned it. Y'all might know Nate. Uh, mentioned it to me. He said, why don't you do welcome bags? That's a great idea. So that's what we started doing. Because out at Oakwood... There's no land, there's nothing. I mean, it, it's a com- community, a lot, and there's a lot of turnover there. So we're like, hey, look, what a better way that we can get into somebody's life than to have w- welcome backs. And so that's what we do. So Next slide, please. Future Projects, Dinner and a Movie is coming October the 23rd. If you want to watch uh, Overcomers, you're more than welcome to come out there and watch it with us. We're going to have hamburgers and we are going to, what this is going to do is it's going to be a big push for our first Sunday service. During that time, I'm going to announce that on November the 7th, we're having our first church service, okay? It's going to be awesome. We're, We're super excited. Uh, in December, we don't have a date yet. We're having a Christmas party. I want you all to pray about that. Okay? I want you all to pray about all these. As as you can tell, the reason why it's up here. I I want you to pray about these things. Okay? God's moving out out there at Oakwood. Uh, Prayer requests. Pray for the hearts of, of the people of Oakwood. We've come across atheists. We come across Jehovah's Witness. We come across Mormons. We come across people who really don't care. Our very first Bible study out there, the very first thing that we did, we, you got to remember, we, we came in in the middle of COVID. So me, my daughter, uh, my wife, and my son all went out and we canvassed that neighborhood. We were passing out flyers. So we would knock on the door. Some of them would open it up and nothing. So we had to drop back and punt. And we were like, man, what, what do we do? So we set up a Bible study time. The first time, we had two people. Now, it was about this time of year. It gets dark. We had a little lantern. Our first Bible study was a disaster. It was horrible. It was terrible. Here's the reason why. Yeah, we had a little lantern. But what we figured out is these people know absolutely nothing about the Bible. Nothing. So we dropped back and pointed it, and, and we said, God, what, what can we do? So before we left, there was a guy who one of our men... Mentors was he taught us chronological b- 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 Bible story so so that's what we did. Our second bi- Bible story, uh Bible Bible study, excuse me, was we did uh, w- what we had one. Now we feed them every week, every week, and that's coming out of our p- 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 pocket a lot of times. Okay. And so the next time we had none. Me and my wife were dejected. Man, we were so upset. So we went back and we called uh, our mentor back home. And he looked at me and he said this. Well, he didn't look at me. He just, you know, talked to me. He told me this. He said, he said, Jamie, the battle is not yours. You're in spiritual warfare. He said, He said, you need to get on your knees and you need to pray. So that's what we did. The next week we had seven and it's constantly grown. Nothing we've, we've done, nothing expect, spectacular. We just offer it to them. Uh, also pray for our Bible study that it continues to grow. Pray for us as we... Minister to the people of Oakwood, and then lastly, pray for November seventh. Church family, I, we're asking you, please pray for us. So that's all we got as far as slides go. I do think I think that's it. So um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke. Luke chapter 9. I got one verse for you. One verse. And it's one of my favorite verses in the whole wide world. I know I got a whole bunch of favorite verses on, Morgan. Luke chapter 9. Everybody got it? Cool. And it says this. It says, if, if, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Let's, let's pray. Father God, we need you right now. God, I need you more now than ever. God, I pray that you would hide me behind that rugged cross. God. God, may the words that come from my mouth be acceptable to you, Father. God, I pray, God, that you would empty me out. Holy Spirit, we're we're giving you free reign. We're not putting you in a box. We're not limiting your power by any means. But Father, we're saying show up and show out. And do what only you can do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. One of my favorite games as a child was... Follow the later. Oh, and by the way, I got nine pages of notes. But look at how big the font is on that sucker. Isn't that awesome? (laughs) I told my daughter she she uh, she could get up on the balcony and hold it up and just kind of scroll that way. I uh, never mind. So one of my favorite games uh, as a child was Follow the Later point of the game was to to do exactly what the leader said. So my dad had built this treehouse for us, for me and my brothers, and some of you know exactly where this is going, so y'all just kind of hang with me. It ends very badly for me. So he climbed up this tree, this treehouse, and jumped off. Now remember, the object of the game was to do exactly what the person in front of you does. So he jumps off, man, and he lands perfectly. Well, sure. I thought, man, I can do do that. I can do it even better. (laughs) Yeah. What I failed to tell you was this. That there was a bush that I had to clear. Well, something happened. And I don't know what it was, but I straddled that bush. When I jumped off, it was like, oh no! And I straddled that bush. Yeah, it wasn't good. I was all scraped up and bruised and it was it was horrible. But when I showed up back at the house and came in and my mom looked looked me over and what's the first thing she did? She poured alcohol all all over me. Oh yeah, it was terrible. (laughs) My leg was on fire. So, yeah. We can see in this passage that Jesus gives us instructions to follow Him. If we truly want to follow Jesus, and if I gave an account of anybody here that wants to follow Jesus, I'm sure we'll have 100%. If we truly want to follow Jesus, then this is what we have to do. He gives us instructions. And Jesus uses the word desires. Desires is what we want for something. Is is I'm sorry, a desire is a want for something. Do we want to follow Jesus? Do we want to have this? What 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 do you want? What are your desires? Is it happy family? Is it friends, good friends, godly friends? Yeah, that's a great thing. What about wealth? What about health? Jesus said that if you desire to come after me, you must what? First thing is to deny yourself. What does it mean to deny yourself? If, if, if we truly deny ourselves, if if we truly are seeking to deny ourselves, what does that truly mean? To to deny yourself basically means we have to kill our flesh. We have to get rid of the junk that is inside of us. We have to follow after Christ. And Christ has to be number 1 in our lives. We have to get rid of that junk that is coming in between us and Christ. That's denying ourself. We have to kill our flesh. So let me ask you, church. What is coming in between you and Christ? As an individual and as a church. And again, Is it family? Is it friends? What about a job? What about this? What about a secret sin that that only you and God know about? Yeah, I said God. God knows about those secret sins. Anything that takes place, anything that takes place of God is an idol. Anything. It could be friends. It could be family. Anything. Exodus 23 says, You shall have no other gods before me. Does not matter what it is. Does not matter. God said, You shall have no other gods. You see, Paul understood what it meant to deny ourselves. Paul understood that. And so in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, he said, But what things were gained to me, these things I've count lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count lost all the things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of of all things and counted them as rubbish that I might gain Christ. Paul understood that. Paul understands that the worldly things are gone and that my eyes are fixed on Christ and Christ only. So let me ask you this church. When we get that kind of mindset, when we get that kind of mindset and and we realize that Christ is it and we let God reign in in and through our church, how awesome would it be? I honestly believe that revival would break out. See, it's, it's a dying to ourself daily. It's a dying to ourself. Second point, he says is this in, in Luke chapter nine. He says to deny. Uh, he says if anyone comes after me, he must deny himself, take and take up his cross daily. What you have to understand is that during the biblical days, the cross was used for death. In Mark chapter 8, verse 35, he says, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Jesus is trying to drive home a point. Will you follow me even if it means death? Even if it means death, will you follow me? Jesus had 12 disciples. All but maybe just a couple were killed for the faith. I don't know how many was actually killed. I know John the Revelator wasn't. Here are some of them. Paul was beheaded because of his faith. Peter was crucified upside down because of his faith. And Andrew was scorched and tied to a cross because of his faith. John the Revelator was on the island of Patmos because of his faith. Philip was hung because of his faith. This is just a few of them. If these 12 men who followed Jesus were killed for their faith, then what makes you think that, that we shouldn't be? You know the problem is, folks? People don't know that we're Christians. We're not out there telling people about Jesus. You see, I get to go home after after this, so I get to tell the tough stuff. But it's the absolute truth. It's not just here. It's back home, too. I read a story one time, and it was this. If you were, and I hope I'm telling right, if you were in court, And they were fixing to sentence you because of your faith. Will there be enough evidence to convict you? Think about that. What are you doing for the kingdom? These men gave up everything for the kingdom. These men put their lives on the line for the sake of Christ. Christ. And I know I'm fixing to meddle a little bit, but that's okay, I don't care. And we can't even get up and show up for an hour and come to God's house. Shame on us. And lastly, he says, to what? Follow me. You know how's the song go? I'm not going to sing it because my daughter would literally laugh at me. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Is this really your prayer? Or do you say, yes, Lord, I'll follow you here and here but not here and here. Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to. I'll do whatever you want me to, but please don't send me here. When did we get the when did we get in the business of, of telling God what to to do? Either you're 100% in or you're not. Are you 100% sold out to Jesus? I had a pastor say this to me more than once and it rings true with me today. I'm going to say it. God has every right to intervene in your life at any time to bring Him glory. I'm going to say it again. God has every right to intervene in your life at any time to bring Him glory. He intervened in my life. I had everything. I had a good job. I I had... Uh, my house, I had land, I had, I, and I had land, and I had land, and I had land. Now I don't have land. <laughs> now, and my kids, my son was a senior in high school. This was supposed to be his best time. My daughter was a soft, sophomore. She was a cheerleader. She was student council. She was all the All the above. And God intervened and said, Jamie, I need you to move to Pueblo, Colorado. Excuse me, God. Yeah, I questioned it. I sure did. I made excuses. But but God can't. You know, we can do, do this after my daughter graduates. We can do all this after my son graduates. Yeah, I questioned it. I sure did. But it was the point that God said, Jamie, this is what I want you to do. And then my wife wasn't on board. See, I got the call back in whenever I took a mission trip to Aurora, Colorado. I didn't know where. But my wife wasn't on board. I'm like, man, this is great. You know, I I mean, I'm, I'm out... And so I told her. So we took a trip up here, and we stayed with some friends. They were also missionaries up here at the time. And I said, you know, and so he showed us around. And and they said, look, this is is it. And my wife, and the lady's name was uh, Kristen, and Kristen were teaching Sunday school. And they said, um... They said, my wife said, well, would you like to pray? The little girl leaned in like this and said, I don't know how to pray. And it broke my wife. She came back and she was sobbing with tears. And she looked at me and she said, this is where we're supposed to be. God has every right to to intervene in your life at any time to, to bring Him glory. Yeah, it was very hard to take my daughter and my son out of school. It was very hard. I sat down with both of them. So let me ask you, church, Individual, what is God telling you to do? And let me ask you this, what excuses are you making? Oh, I'm too old. You ain't dead. If there's breath in your lungs, God has a plan for you. So let me ask you, are you making excuses about following Jesus? Well, when we finally surrendered, when we finally surrendered and we said, okay, this is where it is, did it happen right away? No. Because we had to plan. But we knew. Now remember, we came right in the middle of a thing called COVID. which makes it even a lot more better. So here's the question I want to ask you. Are you making excuses about following God? And what are you going to do? Remember the whole text. If anyone desires, it's a want. To come after me, let him deny himself. You gotta crucify that flesh. Take up his cross daily. Are you willing to to give it all for Christ? Are you willing to say, okay, this is it? And follow me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day, God. Thank you for this church. Father, it is tough following you. It is, God. God, we need you more now than ever. God, I pray that you'll put a a burning on this church. God, I pray that you'll set them on fire, God, for this community, God. God, when I drove up, I saw all the houses, God, and I I see empty seats here, God. God, I know that you want to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or imagine in this church, Father. I know you do, God, and God, I know that you've got the man here, God, and we do pray for Greg, Father, uh, and and Allison and their kids, Father. God, I pray, God, that you put a set them on fire God so that you'll get the glory take them to that next level Father take them to that to that level that only you can take them to Father Father we love you we thank you in Jesus name I pray